from our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, welcome to our special Louisiana Eats podcast series, Tammany Taste Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. One of the most charming things about Louisiana are the people you find along the way. On this special podcast, you'll meet a true treasure of the North Shore, Miss Emma Giron of Emma's Famous Pralines in Slidell, Louisiana. Miss Emma is a true food hero who's devoted much of her life to our most emblematic candy creation, the praline. Okay, well, my name is Emma Giron, and I am the owner of this praline company for the last May, this May 17th, will be 20 years that I've been right here in this little shop. Located in an unassuming strip mall on Old Spanish Trail, Emma's famous pralines is a compact but cozy space filled with the rich aroma of butter and sugar. Family photos and old newspaper clippings adorn the walls. And on the shelves there, you'll find individually wrapped pralines for sale, along with homemade goods, both sweet and savory. I made pickles, okra, pies. What's this yummy thing here? That's a praline butter pound cake. I try to use pralines with everything that I do. Only thing I don't put pralines in is the pickles and the okra. <laughs> if you drop in on a typical weekday morning, you'll find Miss Emma in the kitchen, cooking up batches of her signature confection in a variety of styles. I make the chocolate, Jamaican rum, no liquor because I don't have a liquor license, the traditional and coconut. Mm. And you'll recognize it as soon as you taste it. I like, pre I like making them, you know? On the morning we visited Miss Emma, she was working on a batch of Jamaican rum praline. Can we come in? Can we come in? When we asked her if we could join her in the kitchen, she said yes, but only on the condition that we didn't give away any of her secrets. Nobody, look, I have never had nobody come in here and look at me making them. As the sole operator of the company, Miss Emma is involved in every aspect of praline creation. After balancing a giant, heavy-bottomed pot on her stove, she switched on two burners and added her first set of ingredients, which began simmering. She pointed out that while some candy makers use industrial-grade equipment for heat conduction, her setup is less elaborate. I don't have no kettle like the big-time praline people. I got pots and I got two hands, y'all. While it may be a simpler process than the ones her competitors employ, it's by no means easier. Stirring that heated mixture by hand requires some vigilance at the stove. Miss Emma explained that sometimes all it takes is for one customer to come in and... It'll burn up. Oh, I done burned some up, y'all. <laughs> People come in and, you know, I be trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to stay there and... Make sure that those people are satisfied. And then when I come back here, it be done. Burn. Yeah. Because I ain't got nobody that I can say, well, go stir it apart, you know. It's just you. Yeah. But I'm all right, babe. As a one-woman operation, Miss Emma makes up to 200 pralines a day for a devoted customer base that's grown exponentially over the past 20 years. 
thanks mostly to word of mouth. It's very expensive to do advertising, and I didn't have that money, so I just made it, and just every now and then, somebody would stop in here. Say, I didn't know you was here. Yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. And they'd buy the prelims, and then they'd go tell other people, and that's, that would bring them here. People that live here in Slidell, Mandeville, Covington, Madisonville, Picayune, Mississippi. And with her mail order business, Miss Emma has reached an even wider audience, shipping orders to faraway locales. New York, Washington, California. I even sent some to uh, some little, fel- little fellas in Iraq. Moms will come in here and their sons would say, Mom, send me some pralines. And, they, and I'd get it all ready for them here, and all they have to do is go ahead and take it to the post office. Although Miss Emma has been making her pralines for 20 years, it's what you might consider a second career, and it almost didn't even happen. Long before she got into the candy-making business, Miss Emma lived and worked in St. Bernard Parish. There, she raised two sons with her late husband, Jose. His name was Jose Santos Hiron. He was from the Honduras, and we married, was married 32 years. And my husband and I, you know, we got together a little house in Violet. For decades, Miss Emma worked just down the road in Araby at a nursing home. As its activities director, she organized events for residents like crafts, bingo, and sing-alongs. I worked at the Maison Orleans, and my job there was to make them not want to die. Oh, baby, it worked. I had so many volunteers because people, moms and dads, passed away, you know, in the course of my being there. And they couldn't leave. The, the daughters and the sons, they all just kept coming. And they all turned into volunteers. Meanwhile, her husband made his living as a seaman working offshore, a job that took him far away from home. He was a captain on those supply boats for the oil rigs. And he said to me one day, you know, maybe you need to do something else. He said, because I don't feel very good. And I said, oh, you got, you're going to be fine. But as time passed, Jose only became more adamant about it. You know, he got really persistent. And Emma, he said, you got to do something because I really don't feel good. So um, I had the opportunity, you know, I could have sang those musics that I do. Or I could have done something else. After 32 years working at the nursing home, Miss Emma considered her options. One path forward involved embracing her innate talent as a singer. She loved singing for the residents of Maison Orleans and at her church, and she'd even recorded a CD that showcased her voice. I went to several places, you know, with the singing. They let me go sing at the Roosevelt Hotel and uh, at the Lakefront Arena and... Uh, 
Ah, gee, uh, like the Civic Auditorium of San Bernard Parish. I went to several places. She also sang at a venue most singers can only dream about, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Miss Emma had a brush with fame when she performed for a crowd of several thousand there in 1999. The story begins at Avondale Shipyard, located about 20 miles upriver from New Orleans. Miss Emma was asked to sing there as part of a convention for the Sheet Metal Workers Association. And they needed somebody to sing Amazing Grace. I said, no, I'm not going, you know. So my sister said, come and we'll go with you. So I said, okay. Ooh, y'all, it was a big outside thing, you know. And they had a stage. Well, oh, Lord, they put me up on this stage. I said, oh, my word. The only place, you know, I had ever gone and was really comfortable was at church. Uh-huh. So I just went and sang Amazing Grace for them. The General Secretary Treasurer of the Sheet Metal Workers National Association was in the audience that day. He was so moved by the purity and strength of Miss Emma's voice that he booked her as featured performer for the association's international convention in Sin City. So they asked me if I traveled. Well, I said, yeah. I go to church, to the grocery, to work, and back home. And that was it. Well, y'all, they, they made arrangements. They came back. I told them I had to ask my husband because I always like to do things that he was satisfied with. So he said, yeah, you know, you can go. I didn't know, y'all. We didn't know. Them little boys and I, we didn't know where we was going. We thought we was going to an outside festival like we was at Avondale. Well, the steel workers, they rented the second floor of the Caesars Palace. And that's where I had to perform. Oh, y'all, them little boys was all over the Nevada looking, oh, you know, in the strip where I was in that room praying. I had to sing before about six or 7,000 people. I was so scared, I didn't know what to do. But we made it through the whole thing. While pondering a future as a professional singer, Miss Emma's experience helped her better understand the realities of the business. As it turns out, it wasn't all bright lights in Las Vegas. She directed my attention to a photograph on her wall to explain. See that girl up there on a very top look? Look. Uh-huh. Yes. She got on a white suit. Yes. She had to sing the, Nash, the Canadian anthem in English and French. Oh, my. And I had to sing three songs, the National Anthem, the Battle Hymn of Republic, and Amazing, and Amazing Grace. They gave that girl $40,000 to sing that Canadian anthem, but she was from the House of Blues, and we didn't know where we was going. So the little fella said to me, Miss Emma, I'm going to ask for $1,500, and I said, boy, they're not going to give me no $1,500 to sing no songs, but uh, that's what happened. We got $1,500. Going out of the, uh, the Caesars Palace, the man said, Miss Emma, you were so underpaid. Oh, I said, but that's all right, son. I had fun. And everybody treated me so nice. They were wonderful to me. But we didn't know, you know, where we were going. And, and they didn't tell us. You know, and that's kind of like, it kind of like disappointed what I, you know, maybe could have done. 
with that because they even bought my CD, those conventioners. Mm -hmm. But uh, I didn't know what was going to follow that, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, I went to Caesar's Palace and sang, but who knows where I was going to go after, you know? Yeah. And if the experience was going to be as pleasing mm -hmm. as it was in Nevada. So when her husband asked her what she wanted to do next for a living, Miss Emma made the decision to focus her energy on pralines, something she and her sister-in-law had just started to experiment with. My sister-in-law and I played with them about, say, I've been here 20, 20 years, this May. So we started making them about five years prior mm -hmm. to that, and we, uh, we'd sell them $3 a batch to the nursing home people. And oh my God, they loved it. When y'all gonna make? So after he started talking about me doing a singing or this, I chose this, and then I just got it to perfection. Now this is Jamaican rum, and it's the best seller. How do you know when they're done? You just know. Giving the pot a final stir. Miss Emma began the process of dropping spoonfuls of pralines onto two baking sheets. The past 20 years weren't always easy for Miss Emma. Shortly after opening the praline shop, her husband Jose passed away from a stroke at the age of 62. There were setbacks, hurricanes, and even a broken hip. I done been in some stuff, but I'm still here. While a strip mall in Slidell is not the Las Vegas Strip, it's all the glamour that Miss Emma has needed. As she marks two decades of making pralines on Old Spanish Trail, she's embraced her reputation as a local favorite and community treasure. And y'all, I've been, people been coming from all over the world here. And I said, how'd you know I was here? They said, we Googled it and you were the only one that showed up on a Google and Poppy, I don't know how to do, I'm 71 years old. I don't know how to do uh, the Googling and all that kind of stuff. So they say, and you came up with five stars. Well, thank God for Google, Whatever huh? Whatever that is, I said to myself, now Lord, how I'm gonna see the five stars. So somebody came in and asked, I said, show me my thing on the phone. And it really was what they said. Isn't that something? So, um, but anyway, y'all, I've been making these pralines, and I love this job. I love God, and I love people. They're coming. You'll see them coming in. They got like maybe 15 vendors in that thing, and they come right straight to me. Well, they know, yeah. good thing. They know yeah, a good thing when they got God. it. But, child, let me tell you what. I let them know how appreciative I am, just like with you guys. Oh. I appreciate y'all company in here with me. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to see us. Girl, yeah. Yeah, I like this job. I wouldn't give it up. You say, well, when are you going to retire? I say, when death comes. That's when I'm, I have no, no thoughts of retiring. For what? You know? That was Emma Giron of Miss Emma's Pralines in Slidell. If this podcast has made you hungry for pralines, you can find her at her shop at 705 Spanish Trail in Slidell. And she does ship. She's on Facebook, 
and you may give her a ring at 985-641-9151. Big thanks to our sponsor, the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission. Located just 40 minutes from New Orleans' French Quarter, the North Shore's Tammany Taste features the chefs and farmers, brewers and bakers of St. Tammany Parish's culinary scene. Visit louisiananorthshore.com to discover more. Louisiana's North Shore, where New Orleans has come to play and get away for more than a century. Don't miss a delicious Tammany Taste Quick Bite by subscribing to our podcast at poppytooker.com, where you'll also find lots more recipes and delicious food ideas, too. Louisiana Eats original theme music by Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes. Thanks to senior producer Joe Schreiner, who produced this podcast. This Louisiana Eats Quick Bite was produced by Poppy Tooker Broadcasting. <laughs>